Here we go. So we do not have a consistent intro message, but uh, here we are. So um, hi, everyone. I'm Claire. So I'm joined by uh, two of the introspectives girls. Hey, Sabrina, how are you? Hi, I'm fine. Thank you. Yay. Great to hear. And I'm also <laughs> with Adrian. How are you? Good, good. I'm good. <laughs> More, I mean, it's morning for you too. And we have Amy back in the pod, which is really exciting. So I know I've asked you again, but I'll ask. <laughs> How are you, Amy? Um, I'm doing good. I'm hanging in there. Yeah. Well, I think all of us are hanging yeah. in there, I guess. No, I hope we're at least doing that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so we're great to have everyone on and we're still on like the beauty and love season and I think it would be very timely to talk about um, the article that Amy sent. So I'm just staring at a different screen here um, called Ugly Politics by Mia Mingus, which was like, well, I'll just share like what I thought really quickly before um, we delve in. But um, as you may or may not have read, the author says she's she says, like, I'm here today as a queer, disabled Korean woman, transracial, transnational adoptee, which is already like, whoa, that's quite intense all the political identities and she kind of says like um ableism gets left out of the converse discussions on like beauty health and love which was one of those things I realized but never really actively thought about before and that's like my blind spot and then she also asks um oh my god no is it is she her her pronoun I didn't even check that yes Mia uses she hers okay okay thank god for a second there yes Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll double check. Um. And then Mia also says, "What is the ugly in you? What is it trying to teach you?" And I was like, "Oh man, this is like a lot more deeper than I thought it would be." Um. So those are my two cents. But yeah, just opening it up to the floor. Like, what did you all ladies think? I should check them on muted. Um. I read it like a while ago. Um, <laughs> no worries. But yeah, I think it really got me to kind of question kind of myself and kind of my views. Um, so I really, I, 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 bleh, getting tongue tied. Um, <laughs> I thought that's what I found really interesting about it. And I feel like anyone that reads it, if you don't have a moment where you kind of reflect on yourself, it's, then I feel like the message that you try to put across is hasn't really got to you if you don't have that moment where you start to think, okay, um, how do I view things and how have I kind of like, I would say portrayed. My brain is just not cooperating. It's okay, but you like, got the there. Kind of, the kind of like messages that I put out there as well, like how are they received? So yeah, it was it was a good um, reflection, like personal reflection for me. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I think that was her point as well. Um w- what about you, Amy? I would just um if you know, to listeners who haven't read it, um, one, read this essay. It's been extremely influential, and I think it's been published for over 10 years now. And in it, Niamingus argues, um, kind of argues, we just need to get rid of descriptors. Not beauty, not ugly. And um, Mia is highly critical of the Love Your Body movement um, and saying, you know, why do we even have these descriptors? And it's so powerful, I think, like most... um, I'm gonna say like you know kind of most things worth reading is because it's so hard to really apply it to yourself and think through it to yourself um you know like it's just one of those kind of basic things where you're like you know I just want to feel beautiful no matter what that beauty may be and it's like well what if I don't even want to you know if I didn't want to feel that Mm -hmm. um right if I just just wanted to feel I don't know empowered or happy or anything else um it's just something that's really stuck with me which is why I brought in I was like you know let's read this and think about not only you know what is our idea of beauty but what is beauty altogether why do we need it or want it yeah actually sorry to just interject real quick I forgot for a minute that yeah it has been published for over 10 years and we're still talking about it because nothing has changed um, not to be too pessimistic, but yeah, just thought I'd, I'd add that in before yeah. I pass it on to, did I totally interrupt you? Sorry. No, I was just going to um, kind of agree with what Amy said. And I think the problem is, is that we don't really, we don't have enough self-reflection and we don't really think of beauty. I think it's more superficial. 
the um, mm-hmm. pursuit of beauty. And I think that's the problem is that um, more labels uh, being produced and it's just all superficial. It's like when, why is there so many categories and so many names for things? Why can't, why can't it beauty just be beauty, just be pure? I feel like there's just too, too much labels and too much putting people into boxes. And I think, yes, yeah, social media, I think we always talk about social media on here, but it really does kind of um, enable all of this to continue. And if anything, I feel like it's becoming more toxic. So it's not even, I feel like the conversation of beauty and love gets pulled in two directions where it's like really toxic. And then you've got kind of people that are trying to like empower and kind of make everybody feel feel comfortable in themselves. And like you said, it's been published for over 10 years yeah. and the conversation's wow, wow. Getting, it's getting worse. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I think it is anyway. Yeah. yeah. And it's one of those things like how do you um, how do you put it into practice? Right. Mm. So if, you know, someone um, like, you know, I'm a very skinny person, right? I, you know, I can't, you know, um, I can't speak of anything like, you know, ableism in regards to kind of fatness, right? You know, what would it mean for, you know, someone that is heavier to say, I just want to love my body. I just want to love my body. I just want to be beautiful. And I say, oh, you shouldn't even want to be beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Like, how do I, Mm. I, right? It's this kind of theory that seems amazing in, in praxis, in, in theory, but in praxis, I'm like, just where do we go from here? Um, and one thing I've um, one thing I've thought of a lot too. Um, I'm very involved with like um, disability communities, and especially you know people with Down syndrome or people that have um, kind of disfigurations, um, especially on their face. They kind of take it as an insult when someone says, "Oh, you're so beautiful," because oh. they're like, "They're like, I'm not. You just feel obligated." <laughs> Like, it's okay. I'm ugly. Like, it's perfectly fine. (laughs) Yeah, I think it is really interesting because, I mean, these words have so much meaning behind them and you don't know how each person relates to this word. Mm -hmm. So it reminds me a lot of, like, there was um, one of my friends that was criticizing about how, like, you know, a lot of times to heavier people, like, will be like, oh, you're not fat, you're beautiful. You know, and it's kind of like, and my friend was criticizing it, but being like, well, why can't I be like fat and beautiful? Like, why is it like you're not fat? You are beautiful. You know, like, why can't I be both? Like, you know, so it is hard sometimes because it's like, well, you know, like if this person feels a very toxic relationship to the word, for example, fat, it's like, I don't want to use that type of word. But then I also don't, don't want to like, you know, make it a like, give it more power and make it more toxic by avoid using the word Mm. you know so it's like in some ways it's like you know you want to be mindful of how people feel about these words because they hold a lot of power to the person as well so you know for some person it might feel very empowering to hear like oh you're beautiful you know like or to hear something like you are you are fat and beautiful you know Mm -hmm. whereas for other people that could be very harmful so it's always hard to figure out like how that person interacts with these concepts and then how best to also interact with them. Yeah, and I mean, I think this kind of relates to, especially in 2020, 2021, like <laughs> the era, um, mm. like being PC is something that a lot of people are afraid of. So it's like, um, if you see a fat person, if you I mean, obviously, like tone matters, but like if you outrightly call them fat, then that's like not PC. But then, how do you know that? Like, is there? A, I just, I just don't know what the solution is. Like, is there a way that we don't need to like tiptoe around this? Like, because calling someone ugly or even saying like you have an ugly personality is like very charged, and it's like you know it's mean. But I mean, it's just been so like dichotomized between like beautiful and ugly that I'm just I'm just like struggling and I'm only just realizing like as you three more eloquently put it (laughs) far better than I ever could like oh man it's just kind of like insidiously like everywhere in our like thinking and even like stuff we watch it's like are we allowed to call that actress like fat or ugly is that mean or or is she handsome me and Adrian talked about being handsome can women be Mm -hmm. handsome it's like 
I don't know. Now I'm like spiraling. Like, I just don't. How do you put this into practice? Like, Amy, yeah, I was like, I have no idea. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of like how, like when people would, like when we were in like middle school or whatever, like someone would say like, oh, like how's like blah, blah, blah. Like, is he handsome? And it would always be like, he's cute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, it was always like, there was never a response of like, oh, he's not good looking or something like that. It's just like, yeah he's mm. cute like, yeah. be like you know, we're always like covering it up like we don't want to like acknowledge you know I don't know we don't want to make those types of like judgments or you know admit that we made those types of judgments too yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. <laughs> right it's like a, it's like an embarrassment right almost to you mm. know to date someone that may you know be not the kind of ideal attractive or something like that or um, one thing I think of a lot is when, you know, you see a couple together and just by appearance, one of them is, you know, not as conventionally attractive as the other. And they go, how did he get her? Because they oh, are yeah. he's way out of his league. <laughs> and I'm just like, but they're happy. But like it always comes down to that, you know, that look and. You know, my um, my growing up, my dad would always stress appearance too. Like, you know, you have to look presentable. You know, all this stuff, and um, and you know, he's like, you can do whatever you want, you know, with your body, but there's going to be consequences. Mm. He's like, because we can't change the world that we live in, mm. and I'm like, yes, but I can just not interact with those people. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, no. If someone won't hire me for, you know, because I have a bunch of tattoos, I don't want to work there. That's the end of it. Um, or if someone doesn't, you know, want to, I don't know, hire me because I'm not aesthetically pleasing to them. Well, that's disgusting. So <laughs> I'm out. It's, you know. Say that reminds me of Hollister. Um, I don't know why, but um, I remember me and my friend when we were younger, we used to um, joke about Hollister and just have you noticed that just everyone pretty much looks looks the same in there. Like they're all going for that kind of yeah. Californian surfer look. And if you kind of don't look like that, yeah. literally it's crazy. Like I used to shop in there and you go into the different stores and it's like all the staff look the same. Like, do you do you hire anybody else that doesn't? look like the model in the window like and like imagine being young and trying to like shop and you're just not going to go into a certain environment just because the yeah. the kind of the way the clothes are portrayed and the people kind of marketing the clothes to you it's yeah. kind of making you feel like you're not kind of wanted or you shouldn't be like buying their services um yeah. I think there's too much emphasis put on beauty and what it is when you're in school and I feel like that's when you end up growing up and having like this warped perception because kids are brutal and it's like kids really will say oh you're fat you're skinny uh why have you got that makeup on uh your hair looks horrible today and it's like when you're kind of growing up in that environment and interacting with people like that once you've kind of left that environment, that's kind of the view that you're taking out kind of into mm -hmm. society. And that's when people are on social media and kind of like, oh, well, your so-and-so looks fat or kind of just shaming um, people. And I think um, I was listening to um, someone talk on social media. I think it was on YouTube or something. And they said that hate is a trend and people will comment like, oh, don't you think... Um, she looks really like the dress that she's wearing looks horrible this week. Oh, yeah. Don't you agree, guys? And this kind of hate culture that the way they comment, it's like they're mm. they're kind of drawing other people out and getting them to kind of hate on other people too. Um, yeah, I feel like it's just a web when it comes to like beauty. I feel like just too much. It's got too much attention for something that should be kind of just personal, if that makes sense. Mm. Like you should just want to want to feel nice. Like just um, because, yeah. yeah. So sorry, you just reminded me <laughs> of Hollister. So the, the, I'll I'll make this quick. So basically, there's a culture. If you're at the mall, all well, mall culture. Um, <laughs> so you know what I've experienced. <laughs> but if you wanted to work at uh, what was it, Aeropostale, Abercrombie, Hollister, like you you waltz right in. You ask for a form. If you're quote unquote pretty, they give you a form. So I had. I, she wasn't like my friend, but like she was someone I knew. But she used a wheelchair. And um, apparently she was at the mall. We had like mutual friends. So I just remember the story so vividly. Like they went to Hollister, they asked for a form. And so 
like it was like um my friend her friend in a wheelchair i'm so, like her name was jane um and um like there, there are four of them so she the lady started giving out the forms and like pause that jane and was kind of like oh but you're so pretty like literally like hands to the chest like oh but you're so pretty and obviously like at the time i i knew that it was like wrong but i just didn't have the words to like just describe it and even now i'm kind of like oh my god like after reading this article and what sabrina said about like every looking the same at stores it's like we really leave facets like like ableism um did i say we left ableism yeah like we leave like um the privilege of being able-bodied like out of this discussion because we kind of assume if you're pretty your face is what is it like symmetrical you're able-bodied you have long hair or whatnot I'm like this is just everything that we thought we knew is just getting changed every day okay now someone please make what i said like more eloquent because i feel like i don't like what on the spiel <laughs> i think uh, it's just well it also Oh, oh no, you go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say it's because we've never really been taught to kind of question it. Yeah. That's so, true. like, when there's no, there's not been anyone kind of around us to kind of pull you up on, mm. on these kinds of things. Um, like, I know that when I was younger, some of the things I've, I've said, it's like never that person to kind of say, no, like, well, that's not appropriate. And I've seen situations where um, I'm not a confrontational person. I hate confrontation. But then to say, I will sit there and I'll wait for someone to step in. I'm like, I don't want to be that person to step in, but I, I will if needs be. And I just, I hate when you just see a lot of people around and if they're in close proximity to like what's going on and they just like enable it or they just turn turn a blind eye, blind eye, it's got nothing to do with me or they're there kind of like, adding insult to injury and I think we do need to challenge kind of I think for our generation and kind of above and the ones just below I think we need to challenge this kind of things when it's happening as for like kids that stuff needs to they need to change the well they really need to change the curriculum at school on so many levels but this whole thing of accepting others like we get taught religious studies but we're not taught to appreciate religion um we get taught sexual education but we don't get taught how to appreciate the um or the gender it's like we get taught so much stuff but we don't actually get taught how to appreciate another person in school um whether that's on a religious level spiritual level um emotional level we just never we don't appreciate what's around us and like like you're saying being able-bodied is is the norm um or it's being portrayed to us as being the norm so when we're in environments where there aren't people that are able-bodied um we don't know how to interact with them and that's where you get kids that are like why are you in a wheelchair <laughs> to someone in a wheelchair because they don't understand that some people are in wheelchairs it's not the end of the world. <laughs> so yeah, that's how our environment enables us to to enable these these situations. Yeah. That makes sense. I think I'm doing I let okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, I was I was just gonna make a comment that um it kind of so there's this YouTuber that I really like that I've I've mentioned before to Claire, but uh, her name is Jessica Kelgren Fozard. Actually, I use this time to look up the name, but um, she's like a, a YouTuber that talks about disability and she's also queer. So she talks about like being queer and also being uh, disabled and she also uses a wheelchair. And so she has, I think, oh yeah, because okay, so she's married to a woman. And so she was saying how like, it's really interesting to see how she's received when she's like with her wife versus when she's in a wheelchair so like as a lesbian she's like highly sexualized but then when she's in a wheelchair you know she's being she's treated as very like asexual so mm. she was just talking about how it was like such a like just seeing people's reactions to her like so diverse just based on these like few factors and obviously like she's the same person you know so it's like just based on these like contextual factors like people's opinions of her just like you know are drastically different yeah it's, it's very interesting I, I really enjoy her her YouTube channel and I think 
she talks a lot about disability that's quite interesting so yeah um yeah that was a that was a great point adrian and you actually brought me where i want to go um thinking about this good. <laughs> um the ways that beauty and ugliness really you know in our conventional understandings become indicators of health and success of looking at um looking at someone and um like there's a huge huge issue for example in um like you know cases of eating disorders where um bigger people that you know aren't the stick skin image of an eating disorder don't receive treatment or attention because everyone thinks oh that's so good for them they're just losing some weight because there is this kind of stuck idea of what an eating disorder is um, mm -hmm. And likewise, there's been an issue where um, when a lot of people start losing weight due to an eating disorder, they get congratulated. Oh, look at you, you're working on yourself. Um, there's also the long-term issue of kind of like the ways that Kate Moss especially kind of glamorize like heroin chic, which yeah. um, I don't do heroin, but I know a lot of people <laughs> with chronic illness, myself mm. included, that look mm. pretty drawn out someday. And other people say, Oh, I like it. That's a look. And I'm like, I'm sick right now. Is it though? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it's not the, that, I wasn't going for that. Mm -hmm. um, so I think kind of having those indicators of both like success and health are directly linked to what Adrian said about desirability. Um, in disability studies, I think there's an important point that disabled people are not, um, if we are sexualized, it's in a fetishized way which is a, mm, yeah. a long-term, really creepy issue. It's a different episode. But, <laughs> <laughs> but if we are, right, it's in a fetishized way. And if we're not, it's because, um, you know, I think it's disabled people are not considered in the future. So we would not reproduce. Mm. Like the, wow. psychology yeah. studies, the psychology studies of babies trusting women with more conventionally attractive faces because they take them as comfort, they take them as mothers, they take them as safety. Wow, that's, wow, okay. That's wild. I mean, no, it's not wild, but it's just all things that is kind of subconsciously on our radar, but we don't actively think about. Yeah, the internalized socialization. Oh, man. Well, I mean, I feel like I say this every episode. I know we are, again, like barely scraping the surface, but just um, does like Amy, do you or like any of uh, you, any of you, there's only like two other people, <laughs> um, any last thoughts on this first topic? And I, I'm fully aware that like it was a very general discussion before we move on to the second part on love. Um, I feel like this needs to feel like it needed a deep dive. <laughs> oh my god, I know. Like Amy just dropped like so much knowledge, like like layers. I feel like, I feel like there's just so many levels to it. And then what Amy said about eating disorders. Um, I actually did um an online course um in the first lockdown. It was like young people and their mental health. But then it touched on like the different layers to like eating disorders. And I thought, well, I might actually have one because there's an eating disorder where you like binge eat through the night, where you, you pretty much have like no appetite during the day and you don't really eat during the day. You're like snack during the day. But then when it gets to like night, you will eat like crazy and you don't realize it's an um, eating disorder. It's normalized. Because you think you're just hungry, but it's like it's, you shouldn't be eating through the night. And yeah. like the next day, you'll kind of repeat the cycle. And I thought, wow, like I didn't even know um, things like that existed because people just that, think, yeah, that's a eating topic. Disorder, do you either eat too much or you eat too little? Like there's no really in between. And they just assume that that's what it is. So, yeah, I'm going to leave it there because I feel like we could oh literally be here. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> that, that's a topic because you see celebs like eating like amazing meals at midnight. You're like, I want your body and I want that food. Oh my God. Yeah, that's, that's like a whole other topic. But speaking of, um, I don't know. Okay, this is like the worst segue ever, but <laughs> I guess we'll move on to love. And Adrian actually asked two very, um, uh, provoking thought-provoking questions so she said do social media apps like tinder and bumble make it harder easier to make connections with people 
and follow up. What are some negatives and positives associated with using them? So, I mean, I guess we'll, I don't know, is it bad to put our guests on the spot? Well, okay, I don't know. <laughs> Amy, do you have any thoughts to start us off? <laughs> oh, you're a mute, by the way. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, Amy, you're still on mute. I am, I am, oh, think I'm okay. talking now. I would say <laughs> that, I would say that, um, like dating apps make it easier to meet people, but harder to make authentic connections with people. Um, and I think because, I mean, uh, I've had a lot of time on dating apps. I'm happy to share my stories, <laughs> but what I have always noticed, um, is the, kind of stock image and stock language nature of it, where similar to going to the mall and seeing everyone looks the same, I go on dating apps and every profile reads the same. Every conversation starts the same. It becomes like a formula. And that is just so depressing to me, those social scripts um, that I expect them, I predict them, and I'm already bored before I even know them. I go, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it sounds so bad but i i totally agree with amy <laughs> um i find i've been on it's so sad i've been on so many different ones um and comparing them i find like tinder it really is like just just a hookup i feel like it's rare that you meet a good person on tinder um and they really do look the look the same not only profiles but even down to the poses and everything it's like the same um i find um with bumble because it requires the girl to like message first it's hard because <laughs> really do you know when guys come up with cheesy like chat up lines just like <laughs> I thought to myself, like, I really don't know how to chat a guy off. I just, I can't do this because I just, I don't know. I can't slide in the DMs with the cheesy chat lines that they do. And if you do, it's like you're seen as weird or like a guy was like, oh, I don't want to say any, um, I'm not going to message you first. I expect the female. You message first, the same guy in his profile that says, I want a girl to message first. And it's just like, no you know you don't you just for a lot i feel like for a lot of guys well not for a lot of guys i'm not going to put it on them for a lot of people it's ego boosters i feel like you just see how many likes how many people you can match with that accumulate and i find the better apps are the ones where you actually have to kind of there's talking points they're the way where you can actually build a conversation or if you do match with the person you can actually have a conversation with them but i feel like ones where you just have to um, pictures and a short description of yourself then you're not going to have any kind of meaningful conversation unless you're quite you and the other person are just really outgoing I feel like your personalities will really have to be aligned um to match off a profile that really has no no substance to it I feel like that was a bit harsh saying so no substance but you do see some profiles and like there's like one line in a picture and I, this is going to sound really judgmental, but I thought to myself, is is that really good enough? Do you really think that you can that you can match somebody with two pictures and no information about yourself? You could be a really attractive serial killer. You could be unemployed. You could there's so many things that you could be, and your picture is not selling it to me in the slightest. I feel like there needs to be there needs to be more. <laughs> I sounds yeah, I sound judgy. You could tell that I'm me and so me and dating apps aren't really that great. Well, well, I mean, part of the reason why I asked this question because I was kind of interested in the idea of like, you know, when you use dating apps and you're flipping through like all the pictures so quickly and you're making those snap judgments. Like in a way, I'm like, oh good, I saved so much time. Like I already like I already eliminated like all these guys that I'm not interested in or, you know, or girls I'm not interested in, whatever. I'm like, okay, good. Already like flip through, you know, but then at the same time, it's like judging so quickly. I'm like, is it really fair for me to judge people so quickly and on such like little information? And like in the beginning, I really tried to like keep an open mind and like match up with a lot of people that I was like, well, I don't know, but maybe we'll hit it off. And it just, it took so much time and it was like, it felt like, oh, I have to be more like 
you know, like a little bit more strict about this because later on I'm just suffering through all these really boring conversations with people I'm not interested in. So it was like, all right, like I, I have to be a little bit more fair to them and just eliminate them immediately like if I'm if I'm not if I'm not interested. But you know, I really do do think it does come down to like you just like ended up making these little rules for yourself. Like, oh, if they have this in the profile, then it's like an automatic no. Like any guy that puts his height and his weight in his profile, to me, that's an automatic no. Because I feel like if you care that much about your height and your weight that you want me to know, then you're going to care about my height and my weight. And I don't want to care about those things. So I'm not interested in dating you. So I don't know. I guess that's kind of like a kind of see it as like both the plus and a minus because it's like it is good because you're able to meet more people than you might be able to originally and you're able to be like more quick about sifting through them but at the same time of course that comes with a lot of disadvantages too so I don't know <laughs> yeah I mean I guess like in in real life though like why how do you approach them and you you think they're hot in some you know it's all subjective that you approach them um but obviously that's just you know, it's more layer than that. So um, can you each, if you don't mind, share either your, oh, I don't want to say most negative. I don't know. Okay. No, whatever. We'll be, we'll be a little controversial. Either your most negative or most positive online dating experience. <laughs> Everyone's just like <laughs> cocking their head and thinking. <laughs> um. So yeah, I won't put any on the spot, but um, any anyone want to go first? I will. I'll I'll share one one thing. All right. I'll share my story in a second, but first I wanted to share an experience I had in regards to what was just said, where I actually made my Tinder profile um, extremely friendly, and I just said, "Hi, um, I'm not really interested in you." If you, all you do, if your personality is based off watching Game of Thrones, you have a fish in your profile picture, <laughs> um, all these things. I listed every yeah. red flag I didn't want. Mm. That's and smart. the amount of people that match with me just to call me a cunt or a bitch. Oh. Amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> it doesn't even phase me, but I was like, wow, that's great. Thanks so of much. Of course. Of course. You saved me so much time. But as if, as if you went through all that time just to do that, like it really, that makes me question the intentions of the people that run these things. It's like, really, like just stay, stay in your lane and keep it moving. Do you really stay need to in like, your lane? Do you, yeah, you know when you just think like, it's like if you was to go speed dating and you had like. A sign on your table or something mm. and every time a guy walked past your table that would like whispered something about your sign to you like you know you're a dick because of your sign or do you really think guys are going to sit here because of your sign it's just like walk past the table shut your mouth and talk <laughs> to somebody else just and the worst thing about it is on dating apps you have the option to eat to not engage in conversation is <laughs> that like you have oh. that choice they still did that to Amy anyway. <laughs> yeah. I think what my worst experience is. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that that became very entertaining. I also, um, I love to put just as a test, I'm probably smarter than you. And I like to see how many men challenge me on that. <laughs> 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 like, oh, smart, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, okay. Well, what I'm are like, the responses? You know, I've already filled the question. By by asking it, oh. by, by challenging you, artisan. <laughs> That's bold. Um, I'm very impressed. Um, uh, I will share. Let me think. I'll share my worst experience, where I started talking. Started talking to a guy. We talked for about a month. Everything went fine. He seemed really cool. He was an artist. We decided to meet up. He lived two hours away, which is, and so I was like, okay, well, you know, are you comfortable, you know, driving that distance? Cause I don't drive. And he was fine with it. Drove down. Um, we had a great, you know, date. We were really drunk. We slept together. It was fine. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was kind of awkward cause he lived two hours away. So it's like, 
you always have to stay over. <laughs> and then um, for our second date, he was like, oh, I want you to come to this art show with me that my friend is having. And it was in a different city. And it was, you know, going to also just take us like two hours to drive there. So our second date was ended up being like this two day trip to Chicago. Which your is date a is a date. lot of, sorry, your date has a lot of twos in them. Two hours, two days. <laughs> sorry, please continue. This is intro. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, also two faced. Let's add that now. So. So we so we go out and we're in Chicago and this guy is just so annoying. Won't stop complaining. Um, and I just told him flat out, I go, shut the fuck up. And, <laughs> and I go, I'm not listening to this. I just don't do it. So we spend all day together. I mean, like 8 a.m. to like, you know, 3 a.m. Comes back to my place, whatever. We sleep together again. And then we're trying to sleep. and. He, one, makes a rape joke. No. Makes oh. a rape joke. And I say, I'm triggered. And then makes a comment about how, you know, um, my chronic pain issue makes me disabled because I'm a woman. But his chronic pain issue does not make him disabled because he's a man mm. and he can deal with it. So I freak mm. out and I want to kick this guy out of my bed. But I don't have the heart to do it. Cause it's like, you know, two in the, you know, it's like 3am and yeah, you're tired. Yeah. And he has to drive all the way back. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. so I had to kick him out the next, so I kick him out the next morning takes forever. And I texted him like, you know, uh, like six hours later and I go, Hey, you know, thanks for a nice time. Oh, um, that was late. Yeah. And I said, you know, I just, I don't really think this is going to work out. We seem to have different um, kind of interests and personalities and values, whatever. And it's really cool about it. Really respectful. Everything's fine. Then mm -hmm. texts me four days later and says, and says like, you fucking bitch. I saw you on Tinder again. Like, you know, uh, you, uh, you were just losing me for a good time and a free meal. And I was like, a free meal? You bought me tacos. <laughs> so that was probably the that was probably the worst. Um, it was just really scary how two-faced he became and how he could be mm. so sweet and then immediately flip um into someone that would make like rape jokes and like wow. second jokes to me. It was I was like, you haven't been paying attention to anything that I've said to you or who I am. Also, it's early days. Like he could have been a freaking rapist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I so I no longer like um dates into my home now after oh that. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry you had to deal with that. That's just <sighs> just well, what really gets me is the fact that he was like angry that you were on Tinder again. It's like, <laughs> yeah. of course. Like if it didn't work out with him, did he think that you were gonna be like a nun for the rest of your life? Like <laughs> Oh, I he got me tacos. I'm a nun one guy, but it didn't work out. I guess I'll just be single for the rest of my days because he was the only one I thought I maybe had a connection with in the world. Like it's just like so ridiculous. Like obviously you're going to be on Tinder again if like it didn't work out with him. Like what did he expect? Yeah. And I was like, if you saw me on Tinder, that means you were on Tinder. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> 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 oh my god but like all of us have those stories though which is really like infuriating slash not surprising slash amusing like you know it's just like why why Man. That's I, I would love to like hear the male side i would love to see if they have these kinds of experiences because right now yeah. it just doesn't some of the things i see online when like other girls share their experiences i think that the Oh, it pales in comparison. It doesn't yeah. look good for you out there, you know. Like somebody's trying to defend, trying to defend your honor. Because right now, some of the things are just awful. I think the worst, well, not the worst I've come across, but one of them. Like I matched with this guy, and he was really attractive, and I thought, well, you're just too attractive, and it was just something was playing <laughs> on my mind, like. Do you know when just a face like you've seen it before, but then when you see good looking people that can look like the next, like they can all look the same. 
and it was really bothering me like where I um had seen his face before and like I was talking to him and he was like oh yeah I'm a personal trainer I like live in Leeds I do this and I do that and I was just like it, I just still couldn't get past the fact that his face looked like really familiar turns out he cat, it's a catfish. He's flipping you the model's picture. I was like, I knew I'd seen your face because you're frigging model. <laughs> I've seen your face so many what? times, and that's why I was getting really annoyed because, like, you just things that you're saying just don't. It doesn't add up. And then when I, I think I was having a conversation with like my friend like the week after, and she mentioned the model's name. And when she mentioned the model's name, I was like, that's. That is the guy. Well, that's not the guy, but that's <laughs> him. I just the dots connecting. You just and I got back on my phone and was like, you fucking hatfish. Like, oh. And he blocked me on it. And then I think I see him like a few months later on another dating app doing the same um. thing. And I had to keep reporting his account. Like, you're a catfish. Like, you need to stop like tricking girls. You don't even live in the frigging UK. <laughs> Well, the model wow. doesn't even live in the UK that you saw. <laughs> like, so, well, you dodged the bullet, though, right? <laughs> yeah, I just, I couldn't, um, I couldn't believe it. Um, I think, yeah, that's probably, that's probably yeah. the worst experience. Oh, I think I, I must have, uh, this was like years ago, I matched with a guy and I just wasn't, Joey, you, you're just not as interested as you was before. Um, and then he was like, you're racist. You don't date white guys. And I was like, uh, what? You yeah, always I'm get those. And it's just so don't annoying. Find you, just it's don't like... find you attractive any, <sighs> anymore. And he, he really went off on me about how racist I was and how... Um, Oh my god! I just like, me out. Make myself feel better in that. Um, yeah, the stuff he was coming out with, I just I had to laugh because I thought, "Wow, you are you are crazy, you're delusional." And sometimes as well, it sounds so bad, but whenever I match with a guy, as soon as I can got a full name, I am seeing if you're actually the person that you say you are. I'm going on Facebook. Oh, and of course, you I, need to do I, am, that. I am putting you into Google and seeing what the hell comes up. And nine times out of ten. You got to unmatch with them because you are not who you say you are. Even your pictures, I'm like this picture. So you as a child, this is this is how long ago it was. Like a decade ago, you don't look like yeah. the same person. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, I, I've talked a little bit about my experience with dating apps before when we um, when we talked about <laughs> dating apps before on Beauty and Love. Um, but I guess I. I don't know I didn't really I haven't really had any like really really awful experiences just that like in in Japan and like Taiwan and East Asia like I mean there aren't many dating apps that they use they generally end up using like Tinder but people sometimes use Tinder just for like English language partners <laughs> or like to find like a foreign girl so sometimes it's kind of hard to figure out like well, are they are they matching with me because they want to date me or is it because they want to learn English? <laughs> like, mm. I'm not interested. I mean, if like I was dating someone that wanted to learn English, like, yeah, sure, I would help them. But it's like, I don't want them to just date me to learn English, you know? Mm. So there's always kind of that sort of question. And then also in Japan, a lot of, well, I don't know, it, in a lot of like, east asian countries like white guys end up getting a really big head a lot of the time and they're very irritating <laughs> so like there's been a so i normally i like i'm just like i don't know I, i've always said no to like any white guy I saw you brought them up first in, in this east podcast asia. episode by the way <laughs> okay i i always usually bring up white men hey, yeah but this, it was is, you this, this is my turn now <laughs> Anyway, so, so usually I just like as soon as I see like a white guy on one of these apps, I'm like, no, because like some of them are OK. I'm going to say like, you know, some guys are completely fine. But like for some reason, a lot of them like after they've been living in Japan for a while, they start to feel like, oh, I'm hot stuff. And I'm like, no, you're just average. <laughs> Please just like be aware that you are average. Like you're not awful, but you're average. Um, but one of my friends, though, like she uh, who's Japanese, she was dating like some guys that she met through tinder and the first guy the first white guy that she ended up dating was like so awful i was like please date please break up with him he's so awful he's so boring like please 
And then she ended up dating another guy who actually was like very nice. And he was telling us some of his experiences with using Tinder. And he was saying that he kind of like he had matched with someone. And then this girl like set up a date with him and he like went there and he was going to meet her and everything seemed fine. And then like he like (laughs) and then he just got ghosted. Like she never showed up. Oh, ouch. And it was like. He was like, did she like show up and then like take one look at me? <laughs> like, <laughs> what happened? And I was like, wow, that's really cold. And apparently, like, he had really, really bad experiences, like trying to date Japanese girls, like on Tinder. So I was like, oh, actually, it seems like it's been quite hard for you too. I'm sorry. And he was actually like quite conventionally attractive. I think, like, you know, tall, like brown hair, like you know, pretty good looking face. So it was like. I don't know, I was just surprised that, like, it seems like there were all these girls that just kind of were like, never mind. <laughs> like, that's the same time. <laughs> Next. <laughs> so, anyway, I don't know, just a guy's experience, but I thought it was, like, <laughs> really funny. <laughs> yeah, that that is really funny. Um, as yeah, so like, thanks again for for sharing. I mean, I I know especially like in, in the pandemic era, it's kind of gotten like more prevalent. Um. But as we as we begin to wrap up in the last few minutes or so, um, like because I know we very generally talked about this amazing article on like beauty and health and like identities. And then we talked about love. I mean, dating, I think dating narratives are very like diverse and they probably should be talked about and they're very amusing. So do you all have like any um, like just very general thoughts on like what we talked about, like, please feel free to expand on anything, (laughs) anything that we talked about. Um, I think the best way to kind of like tie the two together is just be yourself. Um, If you're going to be on dating apps, be yourself. Don't be a fake version or don't be what you think. You need to sing this. (laughs) 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 You never know, man. Um, working on my many talents during quarantine you know we've got plenty <laughs> of time to work on ourselves um mm-hmm, yeah. yeah just kind of um just be yourself because I realized that um a lot of people you'll see things online where oh I dated this girl spoke to her for like months and she didn't turn out she wasn't who she said she was or he wasn't who I thought he was and that's because you you're literally you're starting with a lie like be be yourself my dating profiles now that they, they'll probably have one picture with me with like probably three inches of hair and that's probably the most because that's not if you meet me I'm bold I've got no flipping hair so you will see a picture of me where I'm completely bold because that is what you're getting I'll show you what I used to look like but that is not me right now um so I feel like just keeping it keeping it 100 um I was gonna <laughs> say, yeah I, I switched it up because I know you guys are expecting me to say that word but I'm not and in regards <laughs> to the article that we um, spoke about earlier again yeah just just be yourself and just kind of embrace your own beauty beauty doesn't need to be um about your aesthetics or kind of superficial it doesn't need to be what's there I think as long as you're pure inside and got good intentions I think that's as far as beauty should go mm, that was deep <laughs> <laughs> I would probably, you know, adding on to that, be yourself. Um, I always try to like just stay, stay open-minded to mm-hmm. what you know, what a part, what a good partner might be or might look like. So, what was I going to say? No. <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking especially of one, like people you seem like you know you think would be a good fit for you. The people that I've tended to have the best relationships with are people that are completely different than me. As long as we have the same values, um, especially, and a lot of people kind of go overlooked as a partner because they are, maybe they're ugly. Mm, Maybe they're ugly. Maybe they are in a wheelchair. Maybe they're autistic, whatever it may be. Um, So one that, and I've noticed a lot when it comes to attraction that I can become attracted to pretty much anyone if I spend enough time with them and their personality is attractive, like their faces actually become to look like, you know, different to me. Yeah. I've had a lot of boyfriends mm-hmm. that are 
aren't very aren't very attractive but to me i was like you know i look at you and i love you and you're attractive um so you know being open to that relationship kind of cultivating or growing i think has been really important for me yeah that was a great point and like it should only matter to you um it's just your attraction and no one else got to say but yeah that was that was beautifully put <laughs> Um, so I guess one thing I, I thought was kind of, I don't know, I've just been thinking of too, is like just to be aware of our kind of preconceptions about, for example, like beauty on the outside being a reflection of beauty on the inside. Like there's often this kind of, and I think that's one reason why people are more sensitive to being called like beautiful or ugly is that there is this like we as a society often feel like there is a link between someone being an attractive person on the inside and then being an attractive person on the outside, you know, whether that's like, no, I know it's partially like a belief that's upheld by society, but also, you know, kind of just our own sort of preconception. And <laughs> so I don't know. So I think it's interesting to be aware of that type of preconception and try not to lean into it too hard and just be thinking like, okay, you know, like, you know, am I, how am I judging this person? Am I judging them based on their, you know, their outside looks, how conventional they are? Am I, or am I judging them based on their personality? Like what part of them am I looking at right now? And, you know, try not to just make judgments based on them, just based on the way that they look. Yeah, I mean, not to be too cliche, but uh, those were beautiful words. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I, I, th I think like the I mean, I don't know, I think like the one of the solutions is like, you just need to interact with like more people. And the more people you interact, mm -hmm. you kind of realize like, oh, actually, you're very beautiful, like whatever that means to you. But yeah, I definitely think this is a topic that's like, I think it's something that we actively think about because we kind of have to re-register people when we first see them like, oh, they're hot. I will approach them on Tinder <laughs> or, um, but I don't think we talk about them enough. And yeah, Amy, thanks for sending us this article. And I know we we could have probably dove into more of an academic lens uh, <laughs> given your background, but we, we kept it nice and informal. But, and I know I say this every episode, but I... I mean, we would love to have you back to do like a more like specific deep dive because this was it always like layers come out that we don't like realize about this. So, yeah, thanks for joining us on this sweet and short chat about beauty and all things love. Well, kind of all things love. <laughs> um, I would. Yeah, I would absolutely love to come back. I to use um, Sabrina's term earlier um like you all definitely keep a 100 <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like informal I think that is when you you kind of get the most the most truth out of people um hmm. definitely it makes it more approachable too I think so yeah anytime <laughs>